everybody. It's in the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. Ryan, I almost did it again. <laughs> yeah, this is this is in the clinch, everybody. This is not the dynamite show. No, I I, uh, I started the uh, the show off. This is our second attempt. I uh, I screwed up the intro. I don't know how, and I almost did it again. But we're here. We're we're here to talk about. You know what? That week off of no UFC, um, my brain's fried. Hey, no, not 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 that I wouldn't mind being a guest on the dynamite show sometime. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm, we'll talk um the uh yeah we um it's thanksgiving here for me too so you know what i think maybe too i got a little bit of uh turkey brain except we didn't actually have any turkey today my wife made a really nice ham and we had everything else she just uh usually when we make a turkey like nobody eats it and then you know somebody ends up taking it home and so we uh yeah we had the whole family here it was really nice canadian thanksgiving for those that don't know uh, i believe columbus day or indigenous day down in this in the states but um we um we had the whole family here, as uh, a lot of you probably know. My my oldest son, Paul Jr., talked about his illness. He got discharged from the hospital on Friday, so he's home and uh, he's staying with us right now. Uh, he's, uh, we're gonna. He's got a, probably a couple months before he's gonna be able to live on his own. So he's here, but you know he doesn't really need a lot of extra work. He's moving around with a walker, talking pretty much normally, you know, playing his video games, and uh, you know we had the whole family here. He got to hold his. Uh, his uh, niece for the first time, which uh, was pretty cool. Um, my uh, my oldest daughter Alicia has a, a baby four months old, and uh, he's been sick her whole life. So, yeah. Um, it, but yeah, we're we're here, and uh, we do not have a UFC to recap this weekend. But we'll you know we're going to look ahead to uh, this coming weekend, another Apex show, and uh, also um, we're going to start off the show with our regular segment we have to talk about. And Ryan, um, we got to talk about, and honestly, we sh- probably should have talked about this last week because Antonio Noki uh, passed away, I believe it was a week ago Friday. So it would have been a couple days before we recorded. And, uh, for you know, I'm sure everybody listening knows who Antonio Noki is. Better known, obviously, for professional wrestling. He started New Japan Pro Wrestling, but really an MMA pioneer. And, um, you know, it, it. a lot of people would know that he... Um, he was in what a lot of people call the first, you know, high-profile MMA match, uh, Muhammad Ali and him in uh, in Tokyo in 1976. Um, which, you know, if you watch now, uh, pretty clear Antonio Noki won the fight. If you're judging with modern eyes, but at the time they were able to draw, um, and uh, and and they. You know, over the years, Antonio Noki's kind of tried to bring that realism into professional wrestling, and he's tried to mix the worlds of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. He, a lot of his big stars, he wanted them to be um, legitimate. So you would have guys come in that worked MMA matches. And when I say worked, I don't mean they were worked. I mean, they fought. And, um, you know, so Shinsuke Nakamura, I believe Tomohiro Ishii, um uh, Kushida, Yuji Nagata, guys like that. And, and I, you know, there's a lot I'm sure I'm forgetting. Uh, uh Fujita, I mean, yeah. Guys like uh that. was the guy um I always forget his name. The was the the first pride show was built around no Nobuhiga Takata, is that it? My uh, well the first pride show was built around uh uh I think it was uh one of the Gracies and uh Sakuraba. Sakuraba, right? Oh, of course, Sakuraba is another one. Um, there's, there's a, there's a guy. I'm, I'm gonna look him up. But why, why? You, you talk a little bit about that too, because I mean, this, is, I mean, this kind of like both of us have been, you know, right up our wheelhouse in terms, you know, because we're both big pro wrestling fans. But 
also uh you know mixed martial arts you know we're doing this show yeah i mean i'm not hugely versed on antonio Noki. obviously i've read read a lot about him uh, i've studied it up but i mean I'm, i've never been like a big new japan viewer so uh so i mean i don't know you know obviously like i, I i'm not as well versed to talk about him as a lot of other people other people are but he, yeah he's very he's very influential in the whole world of of mixed martial arts uh you know obviously the muhammad ali you know fight competition whatever exhibition whatever whatever we want to call that and then and then you know he's tried to model some of the new japan shows uh in the like early 2000s around you know like the pride shows and yeah. then he started uh the enoki genome federation igf who you know had which was a combination of pro wrestling and you know worked and shoot fights and he had a lot of guys come through there brock lesnar came through there came through there bobby lashley bobby lashley just and uh uh, uh shinya aoki guys guys like that who you know back in the mid 2000s and and he also kind of popular popularized the uh the new year's eve shows and in, mm-hmm. in japan he did he did a couple it's like i think it was called enoki Boom Yai or yep. or something like that. You know, did yep. a couple in like two like two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two, and then picked it back up in twenty eleven. Yeah, twenty eleven. So yeah, and uh, uh, very, uh, you know, back in the day, he had the the New Japan Dojo, and it had had a uh, Brian Danielson, the three big guys at the time, who he was trying to do like a mixture of shoot fighting and pro wrestling at the time were. Brian Danielson, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Lyoto Machida. And I remember Enoki uh, promoted a New Japan show called Ultimate Crush, which is which was a combination of wrestling matches and mixed martial arts fights. And Lyoto Machida, he debuted. Uh, he he had his first fight on that show, and he won. And then the very famous afterwards, he comes up to Enoki, and Enoki gives him the famous famous Enoki slaps, and then punches him right in the mouth. Ma- Right in the mouth, and that was our first exposure to Luyoto Machida, who went on to be mm-hmm. one of the big stars in MMA over these last last twenty years. So, so yeah, he definitely. I mean, Anoki had a huge influence on a lot of mixed martial arts early days, and obviously the the Ali fight kind of, I guess you could say that kind of kicked kicked it off in a way, mm-hmm. in a way. So it was was you know technically. I mean, it was before there was MMA rules, but it was an MMA fight. So I, I actually, this, this might be historic. I actually had that name right <laughs> that I was talking about at the beginning, Nobuhiki, Nobuhiko Takada. And he was, I believe, now, again, I could be wrong because you mentioned um, Sakuraba and Gracie. That wasn't the first Pride. I got the first Pride card up right here, uh, Pride 1. Um, and it was, um, it was Hicks and Gracie had to fight with Takada. And then Henzo Gracie had oh, yeah. a fight with Akira Shoji. Now, at the lineup I'm yeah. looking at, neither one of them is listed as the main event. Um, so I know that a lot of the times the the actual main event wasn't necessarily the main drawing card on the show uh, because you had probably what would have been the biggest interest, for sure, in the U.S., Kimo and Dan Severn on that card as well. Um, but you, you brought up Anoki, and, and I'm pulling up some of these cards. And, and you know, we, we had Takata, Gary Goodridge, um, Don Fry, Yuji Nagata, you know, pro wrestler. Mirko Krokop fought on a ton of those Anoki cards. Um, kickboxing guys, um, Jerome LeBanner. That was that was all the 2000 show, um, and, or sorry, 2001. 
Um, you know, Josh Bob's, Bob Sapp uh, came up through there. Uh, you mentioned Fujita earlier. Rampage Jackson fought on the second one in 2002. Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> fought Daniel Gracie on, uh, on, on an early card. You know, obviously big, big pro wrestling star. So, I mean, you know, these are guys that, you know, a lot of them became big names. Alistair Overeem fought in 2003 on, on their uh, Fedor uh, fought Yuji Nagata um, on, the, on the 2003 Anoki show. I mean, Josh Barnett, Alexander Emelianenko, Leota Machido, and Rich Franklin. Um, you know, that, I mean, that would have headlined a UFC like three, four years later. And this was on uh, Anoki Bumaye in 2003. So, um, you know, again, a very influential guy, obviously in pro wrestling, but also in mixed martial arts. And, and it also kind of, you know, one, I want to talk just a little bit about you know, some other guys that, you know, you mentioned Brock Lesnar. Um, we haven't talked about Ken Shamrock yet, obviously, I think. And now if you were going to say, I actually, you know, what, I'll ask you this because I know our, uh, our friend David in the fight game uh, Facebook group, believe had at one point a, you know, he does his Mount Rushmore's every week and he had one for the four people that, were crossovers between MMA and pro wrestling. And I won't necessarily ask you that, but I'll say like your top guys um, in the top mixed martial artists that were also top pro wrestling stars. Let's put it that way. So not necessarily that they have to be crossover guys, but guys that were really well-known guys or, or women that were really well-known in both sports. Uh, who, Who would you say would be like your top five? Well, I mean, Brock Lesnar, obviously, far yeah. and away, is number one. And then probably Ronda Rousey, number two. And okay. then Ken Shamrock would be up there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, it depends how big of a big of wrestling stars you're talking about. Because you could make an argument, you know, Bobby Lashley in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, make, I mean, how big was he in MMA? That's the question. Yeah, right? like, yeah he would. Yeah. The same thing with like Josh Barnett on the opposite side. How big was right. he in, in pro wrestling? Pro wrestling and, then, and then what do you consider? Do you consider Pancrase pro wrestling yeah. or mixed martial arts? I mean, that's. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you could say Dan Severn. Mm, yeah. Know. That's, I mean, you know, first uh, UFC super fight champion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dan Severn. And then, uh, I mean,. Who else is there? Sakuraba, Sakuraba. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he was. I know he was a big deal in New Japan several years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know Don Fry. I don't know how much pro wrestling Don Fry did. I think his. You know, it was it was more of like the worked mis- mar- mixed martial yeah. arts kind of fights. Like, I mean, I questioned some of those early. Well, not necessarily early, but some of those fights that are listed as MMA fights were probably worked. I mean, you could probably say Fujita, maybe. Is a, yeah, Kazuyuki Fujita. Yeah, yeah, that's a good so. one. Um, I, I would, um, you know, I certainly wouldn't necessarily argue. I don't. I, I would have a hard time choosing honestly between Ken Shamrock and Brock Lesnar. I, I, I think the fact that Brock won the UFC heavyweight title and won you know, was a multi-time WWE champion and inarguably the biggest star in WWE for, a, you know, a few years probably puts him over the top um, of, of Ken, who, you know, was the NWA champion in TNA, was the Intercontinental champion in WWE, big star for sure. Um, you know, their MMA careers, I'd say, are, uh, maybe Shamrock has a bit of an edge on Brock, but that's a tough one, you know, because um, Shamrock, 
you know, what different, different eras, completely different eras. Um, you know, uh, another guy that you didn't mention, Matt Riddle. Um, you know, but again, yeah. you know, he's still kind of in the middle of his pro wrestling yeah. career and didn't really do much in MMA, yeah. you know, but I think a lot of people I, would, would mention him. I'll say this because a lot of people ask me, ask me this what if question quite often. Yeah. And is what if Brock Lesnar went straight into MMA out of, out of the NCAA? Yeah. Uh, out of NCAA. I think he, I think if he had gone straight into MMA, he would have been the, he would have been the best heavyweight of all time, far and away. But he would not. He would never have been the superstar he is because, because the pro wrestling, his yeah. little stint in pro wrestling that that you know however long last, last I mean barely it didn't even last two years. Two well, years, and, very and the thing stint, is, you look very at first the, stint made him such a huge, huge star, you know, and everything that led after after that it really that's what boosted his MMA career. And he also like he graduated from college in like what two thousand. So yeah. you know UFC was at its lowest point at that point yeah, so yeah. you know if he comes in and, and becomes a ufc champion like that means almost he, nothing he probably would he probably would have started out in pride yeah yeah and then yeah eventually came over but then by 2007 2008 when ufc was really you know kicking off he might have been like you know he might beat been, up by then he might have or he might have been huge because yeah yeah you know, he could have been he could have been fedor yeah, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the comparison. But then, yeah. like, the kind of wars that Fedor had, you know, what kind of condition would Brock have been yeah. in? Yeah, you know, right. like, we don't know. I mean, it, yeah. it's such a big what if, because even in MMA, you know, he had, you know, really his whole career was, what, seven fights, eight, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, would would he have been, would and, his body and, have held up? And half of them were with a crippling diverticulitis disease. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, him, um, you know, and then, you know, uh, Lawler, you know, a lot, a lot of people mentioned Tom Lawler uh, in that discussion we had. Now, I love Tom. You know, he's been on this show. Um, I don't even think he would put himself in the top 20. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he's he's made a good career in both. Um, you know, and then, you know, there's a lot of guys in Japan, you know, that, uh, you know, we're not even talking about, you know, like guys like, you know, I mentioned Yuji Nagata and Takata um shinsuke you know very small mma career huge wrestling career right so yeah um that uh, you know that guys like that i i think a hager you know we didn't mention you know former wwe champ i believe he's an undefeated mixed martial artist technically um you know but i mean that's his mma career is almost like a novelty act um but you know i mean uh, you know he's been on national tv fighting uh lashley I think people kind of disregard his MMA career, but he, you know, and I kind of just did, but 17 and three, I think was his record. If I'm not mistaken, I, I, I didn't look it up, but, um, and he fought in Bellator for a good portion of that. So, um, just never really fought any big competition. 15 and two, 15 and two. Okay. I don't know yeah. where I got 17 and three, but 15 and two is actually, I think a little bit better. Uh, if you're looking at the percentages, uh, yeah, fifteen and two. I mean, I think uh, you know uh, another what if. I mean, if if Lashley and uh, Lesnar somehow could have had a match together, I think it would have been a pretty big deal. Um, you know, I mean, Lashley's headlined a WrestleMania. Um, they could they would have played off that probably, but I don't think like just the trajectories. By the time you know when Brock was at his peak, Lashley wasn't even really fighting, and when Lashley was at his peak, Brock wasn't fighting. So. 
Um, now he fought afterwards, but I, you know, I suppose in like 2014, 2015, they probably would have had a competitive fight. I just don't know that what kind of interest they would have had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, these are all big. What, what is it's hard. Yeah. Absolutely. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. So, I mean, the, the one time that it looked logical, like it could happen was when it was uh Lashley technically was under strike force contract whenever the, whenever Zufa bought him out. But uh, yeah, he just never, they just never brought him over to That's UFC. surprising. Don't you think? A little bit. Yeah. Well, I think he. I think his desire at the time. This was 2011. I think. Yeah. Lashley still wanted to wrestle. Okay. So and and yeah, UFC didn't you want have to. Wrestling. You have to. Yeah. You have to choose. UFC was like you have to choose one or the other. And he chose Impact. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I guess he figured he could get back into WWE yeah, eventually, yeah. which he obviously did. Um, all right. I, I thought that was fun. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I I look forward to, uh, you know, seeing, you know, what some other, you know, we've heard some rumblings about different people, you know, trying different sports. And I mean, we just saw Cormier this past weekend uh, refing on Extreme Rules. And I know a lot of people were kind of thinking, maybe even hoping that they would shoot some sort of angle that would lead to Cormier in a WWE ring. Didn't really see that. Kind of feels like it was one and done, but um he you know. i mean he even said he even said himself that, that he won't consider until he gets into shape okay and he definitely was not so, i mean i'm <laughs> sure i'm sure i'm sure he's probably got an open offer for if, yeah and and i mean really he could probably make just as much money commentating so um for them and and honestly be as valuable because i i question how much uh daniel cormier would mean you know for a match i mean wwe is going to you know put their promotional machine behind it and probably do really well and cormier can talk and they've got the fox platform so i'm sure it would do really well but i'm just not sure that the wwe fan base is clamoring to see daniel cormier right now um but that's not to say that he wouldn't with that platform convince people hey you know what you got to see this fight um and uh I, i think the guy like rollins or riddle could you know carry him to a pretty good match if he was in shape to do it so we'll see we'll see what Man, happens down the road the only match for him to come for is brock what in mma or in uh in in wwe, WWE. okay okay that's the only reason that's the only reason to bring cormier over is to do the brock match well it, it just makes you wonder then why you know what this was but i guess maybe just a one and done to you know just kind of get your feet wet uh, you know, get inside a ring and uh, do some talking. His promo on Raw last week was was pretty good. So, it's it, it, to him, I think it was a bucket bucket list kind of thing, and yeah. and they all, could always they were able to play off the fact that that Matt Riddle always made those comments about Cormier. You know, you know, always joking around about how Riddle always was messing with Cormier about how Riddle beat John Jones in wrestling in high school and Cormier couldn't. And they were also able to play on that, that Cormier is a huge Seth Rollins fan. And this was, this was, and the match was the closest thing to an MMA style kind of match that you'll get in pro wrestling. So yeah, especially the, especially the beginning uh, where they basically just were doing a MMA fight. Yeah. So it made sense. It made sense to have an MMA guy like Cormier, who's such a big fan, big fan involved in, like I said, the, yeah, I can't. I don't want to say this with a hundred percent certainty, but I'm fairly certain. Like I said, he's got an open offer to kind of come whenever he come do something if 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 and when he wants to. All right. Well, we will uh, we will see what happens, and we'll definitely talk about it if and when it does. But um, the uh, we got one show coming up this weekend. 
Um, it's UFC on ESPN plus 70. So, yeah, my, a little bit of a milestone kind of thing there. Obviously, from the UFC Apex, it's an afternoon show. Starts at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock, and the only time zone that matters is Central. Um, and uh, we've kind of joked about this when the fight was made. You know, maybe the uh, weakest marquee value main event in uh in ufc history alexa grasso it wasn't supposed to be the main event but yeah yeah well it was originally what was cannoneer and strickland yeah yeah Yeah. and uh but uh against vivian arajo and it's funny like for a for a card with that main event you'd think okay well this is a pretty shitty card but this is actually a pretty good card and there's one card there's one fight on it that i i really wish was five rounds um and it's not the main event um, and and we'll get into it when we do the show preview. But you could probably guess which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I've got a pretty good idea. Yeah, but um, you know, but there's like some really good fights on this card, um, you know, and some nice prospects. And uh, you know, and it's not every week, and it's very rare actually that we would see the the best fighter of all time on a card. Um, and and it's just as rare that we'll see the worst fighter of all time on a card. And we might have that in the opener, so um, you know that's that's kind of historic. Uh, yeah, Mike Jackson. The, yeah, that's the fight you wanted to go to see go five. Rounds. No, 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 that's not the. You know, that's, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking. About. Yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, Mike Jackson and Pete Rodriguez, and hopefully, finally ends. I just, I actually kind of want Mike Jackson to figure out a way to like fluke out another like win that he doesn't deserve. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. That's the only intrigue for me. But, um, but the main event again is flyweight fight. Um, I don't even know if it's pivotal. I mean, I guess for Alexa Grasso, it is. It is for Alexa Grasso, yes. Yeah, Vivian Viviana Raja has kind of got nothing to lose. Um, you know, I mean, she's done a little bit of a nice run. She's won three of her last four, and um, you know, the only loss there was to Caitlin Chikagian by decision. So. Um, you know, she gets a win here, you know, it might open some eyes, but Grasso is the one that UFC really wants to do something with. And she's won three in a row. And, you know, before that she lost to Carla Sparza. So if Sparza loses a title and Grasso has got a four fight win streak, you know, she's going to be on the short list of title contenders. So, um, well, I, I mean, different weight, different weight class now, but, oh, right. Right. right yeah. She's a flyweight. So wait, wait a minute. How, how long has she, um, She's Joanne Wood's a flyweight. Macy Barber's a flyweight. Oh yeah. She's, so so okay. So it's after the Sparza loss that she moved up. Sparza loss. Yeah. She moved up okay. to flyweight. It's right. three and a, three and so a she's six. yeah. So she's oh Valentina. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean Valentina is always looking for fresh meat. So um, what, what do you think of this one? It's a it is pivotal about. I mean I certainly see Shevchenko needs needs a contender. Uh, Grasso's long long been somebody they've wanted to push. As a top star, she fits everything. She's, you know, she fits everything they that you're looking for in a female fighter. You know, very very easy on the eyes for the men. Men, very good fighting style. She's Hispanic, so she you can market her to that market. But you know, she knows English as well. Or, or she, or I mean, she's getting better at it. At it, and very quality fighter. Still young. I mean, she's still only 29. We were, we've been watching her since the Invicta days. Invicta days where she was, you know, 21 years old, 20, 21 years, years old when she started hopping on the, hopping on the scene big time, big time. But yeah, three wins in a row, uh, over quality fighters, Gian, Gian Kim, Macy Barber, and, and then she uh, submitted Joanne Wood in her last fight. So she's uh, very, 
excuse me, very, very solid competition. And she goes to four and four and especially gets a Raju who's, who is also very good, a very impressive record. I mean, she's looking at Grasso and Shevchenko. That's, that's a, that's a good title fight for the division right there, right there. And even a I think she would need another win or two, maybe, maybe. And, uh, Hope, at least this time we won't get any uh, racist comments toward her from the from her opponent's corner. So yeah, so we got that to look forward to. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, you know, these are the types of fights that should be main events at Apex shows. So it puts new people, new people in headline spots. I mean, it's a ESPN Plus card. It's not gonna, it's not supposed to be a huge card, but but you know, it's got a lot of solid stuff underneath it. But yeah, very. Very high quality main event in my opinion. Yeah, and and again, and and uh, we there's a bunch of uh, you know, bi- you know, big name, well, kind of semi big name fighters, uh, kind of throughout the card. And uh, so, why don't you do uh, you know, pick, give us your three fights to watch okay. as, as you always do on these things. Yeah. Unfortunately, the number one fight I was going to have on it got pushed back a couple weeks, which was going to be Neil Magny and Daniel Rodriguez, but that fight has been rescheduled for November 5th. So probably a good good thing for both those guys because they were taking the fight on like two weeks' notice each. So, but uh, anyway, number one, uh, probably the fight you were talking about that should be five rounds, but big flyweight fight. Yep, Askar, Askarov against Brandon Royville. Askarov, uh, he, he was one win away from getting a title shot. And then Kai Car France beat him. And then Car France ended up getting the title shot. And now he's back to looking to get a title shot. But and Brandon Royville, uh, one of the most exciting fighters at Flyweight. And he's got two straight wins coming off a great uh, submission win over Matt Schnell in a fun little two minute fight. And uh, yeah, this fight, I mean, it's going to be. I think it's going to be very fun, action-packed on the ground because Askarov is a big takedown guy, but Royville is one of those guys who's always active on the mat, always hunting for submissions and can find a submission out of nowhere. So, yeah, that's a very good fight right there. Yeah, that's your first one? Yeah. Second one, uh, Bantamweight fight. Rafael Sunsal against Victor Henry. Uh, Sunsal, he's been uh, he's been around for a long time, and you know he's – Kind of, he might be on the in the twilight of his career. He's lost four in a row, so, you know, finished in three of them. One was a submission from Marlon Marais, who's been knocked out in the last two fights. Hasn't been as super active as his first fight since December. But uh, he's fighting Victor Henry, who who debuted in the UFC in January and got a big win. And there was a lot of impressed a lot of people, and you know, very a veteran of the sport. So uh, that's a very uh, interesting fight right there at Bantamweight. And then my third fight, you know what? I'm going to go with the co-main event. Cub Swanson making his, making his Bantamweight debut. Uh, you know, long time. long. Everybody knows Cub Swanson. Long time veteran of the sport. Sport has fought the best of the best. And he's uh, won three of his last four. He's coming off, coming off a first-round finish to Darren Elkins. And he's going to Bantamweight for the first time. And uh, he's fighting Jonathan Martinez, who is really, really, really good. A guy who... Who he's won five of his last six. Uh, hasn't fi- hasn't finished anybody since Frankie signs in August 2020. But very good kickboxer. Uh, this fight should be all action on the feet while it lasts. And yeah, this this might be. 
I honestly believe this might be the most exciting matchup on the card, to be honest. I think a lot of people are going to look at Cub Swanson and think, you know what, he's washed up. He's, you know, been around forever. But last five fights, you know, he's three and two. And the two losses was a split decision of Shane Burgos. And he got knocked out by Giga. So, I mean, you know, that's not too bad. <laughs> um, and and Martinez is, you know, an up-and-comer, and he's going to have to beat guys like Cub Swanson if he hopes to move up the rankings. So, um, like, yeah, you said that's a that's pretty uh, big, big fight. I mean, you know, and you didn't even mention, you know, we got former, uh, you know, uh, I always get this mixed up. It was Misha Sirkinov, former title challenger? No. Okay, well, I don't know. I always get him mixed up with somebody else that's former title challenger. Ozdemir, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, but you know, big big name. You know, former top five guy. Um, you got some super prospects on the show: Nick Ma- Maximoff and uh, Pierre Rodriguez, uh, undefeated fighter Tatsuda Tiara, and uh, and then of course you know the the uh, goat of all the uh, of of the reporters, Mike Jackson. So, uh, big big card. So I I looked at the odds. I didn't do. I haven't done my ROI because of Thanksgiving and everything. But I did look at the odds, and I kind of I got three underdogs that I think are pretty good value. Uh, Jacob Malcoon against Nick Maximoff. I really like him. He's a plus one thirty. Um, Maximoff's coming off the loss to uh, Andre Petrosky, and uh, I could see you know uh, that you know. Malcoon pulling off the small upset here. Uh, the other one is Jordan Wright against Dusko Todorovic. I'm actually surprised Wright's an, Wright's an underdog, but they both they're both two and three in the last five. But um, I believe that uh, Todorovic can easily get uh, knocked out. And I, I really like Jordan Wright and uh, Brandon Royval in the uh, fight that you mentioned against Askar Askarov. I just think he's got good value because I think this one is like too close to call and and he's a you know a plus 160 underdog so i think you know you go you go for those three and if two of them uh, uh win you're gonna have a pretty big night and if you want just throw a parlay for the on this pete rodriguez fight because he's not losing to mike jackson um so uh speaking of which uh i'll let i'll let you run down the card in in full and starting with that uh, epic fight in the opener <laughs> yeah and, and all the entire shows on espn plus kicks off at four eastern time with the prelims the prelims as, are as follows kicks off with the welterweight battle about mike mike jackson who uh holds a win over cm punk <laughs> which was overturned he, Marijuana. Who, who cares? <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. He holds a win. He holds a win over CM Punk. Uh, Punk's my guy. Uh, me, you know, he might. He might not only be the only Jackson who holds a win over CM Punk. I was. I had to go there. So. Hey, hey, yeah. Sorry, yeah, but uh, he he fights Pete Rodriguez in the uh, in the opener. Uh, then we have a flyweight fight. Tatsuro Tyra, very big flyweight prospect. Uh, his second UFC fight against CJ Vergara. Then we have a women's strawweight fight. Piero Rodriguez against Sam Hughes. No relation to Pete, right? No, no okay. relation. Then we have a featherweight fight that just got put together uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday. As we're recording, Joe Anderson Brito against the late notice replacement Lucas Alexander. 
<clears throat> Excuse me, real quick. Uh, then we have middleweight fight: Nick Maximoff against Jacob Malkoon. We have a Diaz protege against a Whitaker protege, and both of them very, mm-hmm. very good grapplers. So then we have the bantamweights: Rafael Sunsau against Victor Henry. And then the featured prelim is another bantamweight bout: uh, Mana Martinez against Brandon Davis. Then we have the main card kicks off with. You know, five fights kicks off with the light heavyweight fight Misha Sirkinov against Alonzo Minifield. Middleweight fight Dusko Todorovic against Jordan Wright. Flyweights Askar Askarov, Brandon Royville. Then the Bantamweight co main event Cubs Swanson against Jonathan Martinez. And our women's flyweight main event, number fifth ranked Alexa Grasso against sixth ranked Vivian Araujo. It's 12 fights. Um, this very much feels like. I mean, again, I said some good fights here, some some semi-big names, but this really feels like they're filling content. <laughs> you know, like they got a contract, they have to put a show together. So yeah. we'll we'll do the best we can with what we got. But that's what a lot of these mid-October. Yeah, kinda, because nobody's like. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, you know, you know what? I mean, they're feeling content, and I, I, it, I say that as a negative, but they got a really big, uh, big broadcast uh, streaming rights deal from UFC, and putting on cards like this that you know very well could be really good, are are the reason why. And uh, you know, and if you're not into college football or MLB playoffs or the opening weekend of the NHL, um, you know, hey, there's always mixed martial arts, yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, and I'm in. I'm into a lot of that too, but I'll be watching this. <laughs> I mean, they, names are always going to drive cards, but yeah. But if you just like watching fighting, and yeah. it doesn't matter who who you, you know, who's on a card, like all these shows have been quality shows this year. Yeah, like, and like, and good production yeah. and and good stories and you know, um, yeah, yeah. Because there's sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. You know, go ahead. I was going to say there's fights everywhere. I mean, and we'll go over it in a bit, like, you know, every weekend there's like eight or nine cards that you can easily access, but UFC is the best. So even if it's no names in UFC, like these are the best fighters in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the, even every year, it just feels like more and more like the in-ring action just gets better and better and better. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's be- yeah, I mean, and, and you know, and it's because, you know, these guys are chasing the dream and, uh, you know, they come in and they're, you know, they're already making, you know, 10 and 10 or 12 and 12, which is more than you're going to make anywhere else coming in. And, you know, and you got the prospects of headlining a pay-per-view and, you know, making seven figures, you know, down the road. And I'm sure every single one of them thinks that they're going to get there someday. Um, so, you know, it's like, and, you know, fighters will bitch about their pay and rightfully so, but, you know, they're all chasing a dream. And uh, and because of that, we get these great fights. This is this is it's always like a weird thing too. Whenever I I hear people who have been watching the sport since since the tough explosion, and they're like they're like nowadays like I don't watch these shows because I don't need know anybody on there. It's like it's like <laughs> yeah, because you've been watching for twenty years. Of course, the guy who people who fought in two thousand five, two thousand six aren't going to be fighting in twenty twenty two. Watching football and baseball since since the mid two thousand. There's a little there's there's guys I grew up watch watching that aren't there, and it's just like well, it's it's the weirdest. It's to me honestly, it's the weirdest thing in MMA. People stop watching because guys they followed retired, and they just assume they because they stopped watching because the people they followed are retired that the sport's worse. When, yeah. when actually the quality of the fighter and the quality of the fights is much better than it was 10, 12, 15 years, years ago. The quality of football is, you know, is yeah. 
just as good or better than it was 10, 12, 15 years ago. Same with base, baseball. It's, it's, it's a sport. It's like anything. It's going to, you're going to cycle through new people. And just because, just because, Oh, you know, my favorite guy was Chuck Liddell. He retired. So I don't watch anymore. And I tried watching the show and I don't know anybody. Of course not. Uh, you gotta be, a, it's <laughs> yeah. one thing to be a fan of the fighters too, too, but it's also like, you gotta kind of like, you know, if you're, if you were a fan of the sport, or like, I mean, you're not a fan of the sport anymore. Anymore, don't come back saying, "Oh, I'm still a fan of the sport," even though I haven't watched it in ten years. Like, no, you're not. Well, you know what? It it is funny though, um, and you you got me thinking about something. Um, you bring up baseball or football, and you know, and I'll even talk about hockey. And I watch, you know, I watch the Winnipeg Jets. I watch the Toronto Blue Jays, who just got eliminated this weekend. Um, and and I watch every game. And, you know, with football, I just kind of tune in on Sunday and just kind of watch Red Zone and, you know, maybe the Sunday night game if I'm not doing anything. And uh, I hardly ever watch Monday Night Football because I got raw and we do this show. So, um, but um, the, um, what I'm saying is though, like when I was a kid or even, you know, a young adult, like I was, I would watch hockey and I knew all the players. And now I watch every game. I watch every game the Jets play. And and back then I, you know, either I probably listened to the games. I couldn't even watch them all because they weren't all on TV. I could tell you every player on the Jets and 90% of the players on the other teams in the NHL when I was a kid, or even as like 25. Now that I'm 50, I can barely tell you the guys on the Jets. And I can't tell you five guys from any other team. I don't know what it is. And it's the same thing in baseball. You know, if you ask me, you know, um, you know, other than the Mariners who we just played, like, you know, if you say who's, you know, give me 10 guys in the Houston Astros, I can't tell you that, even though they're in the same league as the Blue Jays and they play them, you know, I think six times a year. Um, but I'm just like, I know the Jays, um, you know, and I know their minor leagues and everything. So I don't know what it is, um, you know, if the, if the sports landscape is just so crowded now. Yeah. Um, be that. And I don't want to say it like a bad thing. It's just these people don't don't give these new people new people a chance they automatically think because their favorite guys from 15 years ago are no longer yeah. fighting that the sport's worse and they don't even well that's it. just ignorant though that's, i mean there but there's a there's a ton of it when it comes to mma mma and there's a few people i know who you, you probably could think of that you know are like that so well i've heard podcasts where where they'll talk about it and they'll say well you know there's a card every weekend you can't possibly watch every weekend so it's really easy to fall out of it so there you know i've heard that argument a lot more like where they're not they're not saying that the cards are bad they're just not watching them because they don't know anyone yeah. And the fact is, well, yeah, if you stop watching, you're not going to know anyone. Of course. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, you start watching again and eventually you'll pick it up. There was a, there was a few years where I didn't watch baseball and I yeah. came back and there was a lot of guys who I didn't know. But, but you know, but I kept watching all of a sudden. Yeah, sudden, all of a sudden you, you pick know, it up. You pick it up. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, aw you know like you talked about you know you you and your dad watch it and i'm sure when it first started you didn't recognize a lot of the guys on there and you know a few weeks in now all of a sudden you know everybody and um you know and 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 that's just it you know they brought in some guys from wwe so that people would recognize them and they tune on the show and see familiar faces but eventually you build your own stars yeah i mean my whole argument is is just that that just because those people aren't around does not objectively make the sport worse no in fact it makes it better yeah, because that's just <laughs> I mean, these, people, these people. Oh, I can't watch it because yeah. because you know 
Rashad Evans and Forrest Griffin aren't fighting anymore. That's not as good. Like that's just that's ignorance, and there's a lot of ignorance in in the especially in the yeah. in the age of social media. It's like, I uh, it's like that with a lot of things. So. I'll say too, as somebody who came into this a little bit later, you know, like 2011 is kind of when I really became like a huge fan that was watching every week. So I missed a lot of the early shows, and then when we got Fight Pass, I kind of went back and watched. I can tell you, <laughs> the cards back then were significantly worse than they are now. Um, you know, your big stars. I mean, they were big stars, and the fights were kind of exciting. But they weren't very good. I mean, the, the fighters themselves were, were not, you know, the fighters now are so much better. And the fights themselves, you know, you had the odd one that people remember. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you only had five fights on a, on a card and, and you, you know, you get maybe you get one pay-per-view and one TV card a month, you know, for, for a number of years there. And for a number of years, it was just the one pay-per-view card a month, but you know, so you got five fights, six fights, you know, you weren't seeing the prelims. Um, so that, you know, I think you're in your mind, you build these up a lot better than they were. Um, whereas now, I mean, we, you know, every weekend we've got 12 to 15 fights and, and most of them are good. You get the odd stinker, but when people are saying, "Oh, you know, bad fights," blah, 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 they're you know they'll pick some random fight, maybe Joe Anderson, Brito, and Lucas Alexander. You know, they just have a fifteen-minute fight that goes a distance. Oh yeah, these are all boring. I don't know these guys. The fights suck, you know, and they're just like they're just yeah. You said ignorant, but um, yeah. If you're listening to this show, um, I don't think you're one of those people. Um, you know, we uh, we got some loyal listeners, uh, got some numbers this week, and you know, it, yeah, I, I was you know I was happy to see that we got a nice nice. Uh, number of you that are watching and I want to thank you all for that. I usually say it at the beginning, but I'll say it now. Um, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening and uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button and, uh, and uh, leave us a nice review. Uh, you know, maybe tell your friends and uh, you know, get us some downloads because that really helps. And uh, you know, and, and we do appreciate all the listeners. So, but uh, yeah, so that's the show, um, you know, 12 fights starting at four Eastern. No, hopefully be done by, you know, uh, nine, 10 o'clock. You can catch a late college football game um, or, or baseball, whatever you're into. I'll probably be hockey for me. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we need to go over on this card before we get into the news. No, no and hopefully, hopefully there will be people in the, in the building this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't heard anything, so, you know, fingers crossed, although it was right around this time last, last time that we heard, um, we did say we'd go over, uh, just a couple of the other shows that are happening this weekend. We got KSW, uh, 75, uh, happening. Um, I guess it's available, I think on fight and in Canada, it's on the fight network, um and uh just looking at the card uh damien stasiak former ufc fighter i believe is is on the card da- daniel omiel lanchuk i definitely know is a former ufc guy yes. uh yeah luis Enrique de silva you know so these shows are always really entertaining um you know kind of like the polish version of pride um so you know if you if you got some time and you want you want to see some more mma that's on friday uh airing at 10 a.m eastern so you know you can catch a replay a little bit later on um there is also uh lux fight league uh those are always good good shows that's from latin america i'm not sure the broadcasting lfa's got a show from sioux falls on ufc fight pass and combate america on uh, paramount network uh 11 30 p.m eastern so late show uh from miami those shows are always late for some reason uh we got a rise show from japan i don't know the whether that's being broadcast i should have uh, filtered this to only show me the broadcast stuff uh 
Sorry, I'm going through this as we're talking. There's a there's a lot of shows this weekend, but they're not all televised. Um, we, there's uh, a Saturday has an Octagon show okay. that has John is that John Hathaway's big big return. Oh yeah, is that where is that Germany? Uh, I don't I, I don't think it's Germany. It's somewhere over in Europe or somewhere. It's not Germany, but I don't know exactly where. Okay. Uh, so let's try this. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to filter out and get just MMA. Uh, and you, oh yeah, streaming TV. There we go. Okay, here we go. Uh, sorry, I should have done this ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> uh, it. You know what? There's a. What else do we got? Uh, UFC, obviously. That's on. Uh, da, da, da. So there, there is like over eighty cards here. I, yeah. I can't I can't believe There's how much MMA stuff. You know what? Oh, WXC. That's that's a good one. I, I've ordered their shows before. Uh WXC eighty eight. Um they're from Michigan. Um they have uh, they put on good cards. I I don't know what broadcast this. I I think they have their own website actually. Um and I'm just looking at the names. I see a couple names I recognize. Antoine Blassengame, Mando Gutierrez, main event is Devin Brown and Josh Vissel. I always like these. Uh, I, I used to get those in the days of um, what's that um, service that we GFL TV. Um, Go Fight Live. Yeah, I, I used to get the. I used to get these shows all the time on Go Fight Live, and uh, they, they never disappointed. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's some of the other shows that we got coming up this weekend, um, and uh, the news. Um, so there's there's a bunch of news items here um, that we've got. So first off, we've talked about this forever. Uh, and it looks like it's happening. UFC 284 in Australia. So what? What? When's that? Uh, March, uh, April, uh, February. February. U- UFC actually just uh, officially announced it. February second, uh, February of uh, February, February 11th. Our time. Super Bowl okay. weekend. Super Bowl. Oh wow! Weekend. So technically, it's on the same day as the Super Bowl. No, uh, no, it's the Saturday night our time. Right. Technically, if you go, yeah, if you go Sunday, if you yeah. go the fact that it's actually su- Sunday morning Australia, then yeah, yeah. So what? What? Are, I mean, obviously they haven't announced anything, but what do you think they're targeting for a main event? Uh, Volkanovski. Okay. Okay. Either okay. either either defending the featherweight title or lightweight title, which yeah, kind of ties, which ties is, into is the other next ties into item, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it, did I have it listed next? Yeah. 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 Uh, Volkanovski. Volkanovski, you know, speaking of Volkanovski, he's going to be, be uh, he's in Abu Dhabi, uh, as is every other fighter for next week's show. Just They're there already. Wow. Okay. Yeah, a lot of. Oh, I mean, I know, I, was, I know Sterling, Jan, Makachev, Oliveira, they're all there already. Okay. Most, most people are because you got to take because of when they're, you know, the time they're fighting is is you know nighttime there, but it's daytime here, so you kind of got to adjust your body to, yeah especially yeah. you know especially you know being you know a u.s guy who would be you know ready to fight at what 11 o'clock at night and now he's having to fight fight at two o'clock in the afternoon technically you know on body time so so yeah just just adjustments to everything so but yeah volkanovsky is the backup for the for the main event and uh yeah i could see him doing either or but i'm I'm, you know, I'm fair. I'm fairly sure uh, Australia will be him. Maybe Adesanya if he beats Pereira quickly and will 
and we'll do the three month turnaround because he's a guy who who likes to you know who likes to stay active. Yeah. So he could could possibly do that, but it's in Perth and it's in an arena arena, not a stadium. So I could see it just be a Volkanovski because they're gonna they're gonna sell that out. And Whitaker definitely will be on the card. Yeah, I mean, Whitaker fought in September. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, but uh, those are the. That's I guess you know we finally, finally after after this pandemic, you know, yeah. and everything, everything. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. The UFC calendar next year is gonna be uh, very, very interesting. About. It's too bad we couldn't get that Whit- uh, Whitaker on a Sonya match, you know, in Australia in a stadium. And I, I suppose it's a possibility that we could still get it. But um, yeah, I, I mean, mean it, the the third fight should be in New Zealand in a stadium. It, yeah, since okay. They, since they've already done a since they've already done Australia one time in the stadium for that fight. Yeah, just they, they're so they're both so much bigger stars now. I mean, yeah, I but, but Adesanya is technically for New Zealand, and I think Whitaker actually is too. So okay, okay. So yeah, that'd make more sense. All right, uh, Kevin Holland is uh, unretired, which we all knew was going to happen. <laughs> we all knew, and like I said, like we talked about about it when another week. I was making fun of people who were actually believing it. But yeah, not only is he unretired, he's he's got his next fight. He's headlining the Orlando show on December third against Stephen Thompson. So, crazy, yeah. crazy. So, yeah. That's uh, that could be a that could be a pretty bad fight. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious that Kevin Holland was still doing interviews, talking about how he was retired up until about six hours before the fight was announced. Oh, so he's just he's he was still trying to sell his retirement. He's and there were still people who were who were buying it hook, line, and sinker. Which guys, mm-hmm. come on. I didn't. I mean, I honestly forgot about the fact that he was retired the second you told me about it. And then when I heard he had a fight and then it was like, oh, yeah, didn't he retire? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, I mean, you, we all knew it was going to happen. Um, so right before or I guess it was before we recorded last week, but we just kind of didn't make the rundown. Um, but I was surprised when I saw it. Aspen Ladd, uh, we've talked about her a lot. She got uh, she got released by UFC and very quickly picked up by PFL, right? Yeah, PFL. And, yeah, she's gonna be on the pay per view. I don't know. Uh, okay, I could have. I I thought I saw that, but maybe I'm just. Maybe it was just the. In fact, I might have the media release somewhere here in my inbox. I know she's maybe. gonna fight at 145. Oh yeah, here it is. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's, I'm I'm just reading just saying, the, the review. The, I was gonna say I know she's gonna fight at 145, which is interesting because PFL has been doing the women's at 155. Yeah. So are they moving? The women's down to one forty five. We knew, you know, we know Kayla Harrison can fight at one forty five, but her deal with PFL is supposed to be up, and she's mm-hmm. supposed to be a free agent and not back. But at the same time, she could always come back for like one offs, and Aspen Ladd would be a big name for mm-hmm. her to fight. So, and so. Then Aspen wouldn't have to worry about cutting weight. Yeah. Um, I'm reading the uh, the press release right now, and yeah, there's nothing about a fight. So, um, I mean, I suppose they could still get her on that show. Um, as assuming I I would book her at lightweight just to be safe. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean it's really always been bantamweight that she had a hard time making. But uh, didn't she miss it featherweight at one point too, or was no. that trouble making it? No, that was somebody else. Oh, okay, okay. It was Macy. Um, Macy oh, Chase. Macy Chase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Only only fighter to miss weight at featherweight in UFC. Yeah, and. uh but uh, yeah, there's only one spot on that uh, pay-per-view card, and they said it's supposed to be like a showcase fight. So maybe they do. Maybe it's her. Who knows? Yeah, 
I mean, if it's yeah, if it's not part of the tournament, they can easily do it yeah. at uh, um, at light at lightweight um, uh, or at uh, featherweight, I should say. Um, and uh, yeah, I saved some of these uh, press releases just in case we had anything interesting that we wanted to talk about, but not really. I mean, the yeah. well, th- there's one here that we can talk about in a bit. Uh, but uh, we've also got um, Patty. I now I don't know what this is about. You just okay. gave me names. Yeah, yeah, I gave you names to, to because I know what's what it's all about. Because since I since I keep track of this stuff, during, yeah, <laughs> during the week far more than you do. But uh, yeah, Patty uh, said he wants to fight uh, December tenth in Vegas. Uh, okay, on the UFC uh, two eighty two card, and it's probably going to happen. Uh, no opponent rumored or talked about, but I would assume it'll be a fair, fairly safe opponent for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it has he, to be. He brought up the name Trey Ogden uh, today. Mm. There's some interviews because Ogden's been kind of calling him out. So it wouldn't surprise me if that is a fight that happens. Okay. So okay, I, I mean, I'm sure he'll be in uh, MSG as well to uh, back up Molly. Yeah, and then but, she'll uh, come over to Vegas as well. Yeah, the 282 card. I mean, we don't have anything big, like official for it. And but uh, I mean, if you know, you got to have something, but you're looking at putting Patty and Bo Nickel on on the card. You know, possibly both of them on pay per view. So that that uh, you should kind of want uh, a big main event for that. Kind of want a big. You kind of want uh, John Jones against Stipe Miocic for that. Yeah, one. that's and they. I mean, they're running out of time to book that. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, right rumor, now, it's, what's the date on that? Uh, December tenth. So we're talking two months. Two away. months, literally two months. Yeah, two months, and they they haven't even officially announced the show, show or let alone anything. I mean, uh, Glover, Glover Neary, the rematch that's being heavily rumored for that show, but that's, that's also still not official. See, you do that, and then you know, honestly, the real main event's gonna be Patty. I mean, not that people are going to walk out or anything, but I mean, Patty's going to be the guy that the promote, like he'll get the big reactions. He'll be, you know, doesn't matter think, who the opponent is. You think they'd promote him, him more than Bo Nickel? I don't. Oh yeah. Okay. Because Bo yeah. Nickel has far more, yeah. far more potential to be a bigger star for them. Well, I think, I think, I think Bo Nickel steals the show, Yeah, but I think Patty will be the one yeah. that, you know, like as good as Bo Nickel is on the mic. Like, I don't think, not sure he's got the charisma, but I and I say I'm not sure because I haven't seen enough of him. I know Patty does. Patty, so. Patty, Patty has the charisma. He does not have the skill to be a champion. No, 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 no champion. No, but he can no, be no, a big. No. He yeah. can be a big. He can be a big international star for him. Yeah, Bo Nickel, and that's what I, I mean. I think I think that the crowd. Yeah, I think I'm the not sure the, him bigger. Yeah, they're not going to know uh, Bo as well as they're going to yeah. know Patty, but Bo may come out of that as a bigger star. Yeah. But I, I think, I think when, when both of their MMA careers are over with Bo Nichols is going to be the bigger star of the two. I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. And I think, and I actually think Bo Nickel will be a UFC champion where I don't think Patty Pimblett will be. No, I mean, it's possible, but I, it's very that lightweight division. That yeah. lightweight division for the yeah. next 10 years is going to be a, be a murderer's row. Yeah. And he's not, young i mean yeah. he's young but he's not like he's he's, he's got you know, a lot of fight time yeah 20 fights i think yeah, you know got a lot of fight time yeah and, and bo's just getting started so yeah um alexi please tell me he didn't retire alexi olenic uh his ufc deals up so he's uh oh. he might not be in the ufc anymore but uh no official word on retirement but that's surprising I, yeah I, his, yeah his contract was up he's lost what 
how many ever fights in a row and he's 45 so it's yeah it could it's be it's not it. really surprising no i didn't i just i'm surprised his fight his contract was up i don't yeah. remember hearing that but uh it, maybe that kind of explains that last fight a little bit maybe <laughs> yeah it wasn't yeah, great old we got old some kid. news on yeah 45 we got and really like 60 um we got some news on frankie edgar frankie edgar we talked about uh he was gonna have his retirement fight at Madison square garden uh he's got the fight booked uh he's fighting chris gutierrez hmm. in, so we threw out all these great names and chris gutierrez yeah uh i mean <laughs> it's I hope he wins <laughs> they pre- I mean Gutierrez is very good. I think he's. I what, know like, that's what I mean. I think he's like, what, I like six I, one and one or something like that. Yeah, something I just like. like a, but I it's want... also it's also a fight where like it's probably could be winnable for Frankie. Yeah. Where, you know you want to go him on you want to put him on a put him in his last fight as a fight like he may win he may lose whereas if you put him against somebody like a Ricky Simone like yeah no I wasn't I was just like, hoping for like, like an OG you know kind of guy yeah. Dominic Cruz is out of the question, and who else is there really? Yeah, Uriah. Uriah is not fighting. I don't know that he's going to fight again. Okay. Uh, Plus, they've is he an Plus alpha male guy? Uh, no. Oh, okay. so he's from Colorado. Plus, they've already done Faber before. Granted, yeah, just years. like I. Granted, I it's been know. years, but, but even yeah. even Swanson, you know, being all these fighting this weekend, but yeah, they've done Edgar and Swanson before. So yeah, it was fun. Um. Uh, King Bobby Green, what's up with him? Oh, we talked about a couple weeks ago about, you know, he was saying that he, uh, drug test suspension. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he officially got a USADA suspension. It was for six months, but it's retroactive to, you know, whatever the date was. So he could actually, I think I heard something like he might be able to fight as soon as like November, December. Oh, since well. it's retroactive because he only got six months. He said he failed for a supplement he bought at Walmart, which, yeah, yeah fighters don't buy your supplements at Walmart. You probably. <laughs> well, you see, pay them more. They won't have to shop at Walmart for their supplements. Uh, they, well, <laughs> just kidding. Actually, the UFC has a deal with the su- with the supplement company. Uh, okay. Whereas I, th- where I think these fighters should be able to get, yeah. I don't know, necessarily free, but discounted stuff. And all they have to do is go to the PI and get whatever the hell they want. Okay. Get whatever they want, and at the they're not going to fail because that stuff's been yeah. tested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They get whatever the hell they want at the PI. They get treatment, supplements, free food, whatever the hell they want. I mean, that's why there's that's why Las Vegas is packed with fighters all the time. Get yeah. all that free shit at the PI. Yep. Yep. Uh. So okay, what's up with Frank Mir? Please Frank, tell me this is about his daughter. Well, yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Uh, Frank Mir wants to have his his retirement fight on a show headlined. By his daughter, so oh, that's so it's cool. very so it's very possible we could see his daughter headlining a show show you know anywhere. I don't think Frank really care cares where it's at. Just he wants to fight. She, she's system. just fighting regionals at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Maybe Bellator. Maybe, Bellator could do this easy. Yeah, maybe LFA does it or something. LFA. Oh yeah, yeah. And Frank Mir fighting LFA? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch yeah. it. Yeah. So you know, I, I, if he if he if he doesn't demand an outrageous payday, like yeah, like I think anywhere it could happen. They could. I mean, you know what this? You know what that is like tailor made for? Honestly, is so, either one or um or uh, um that uh, Ryzen. Yeah, the problem is he wants specifically the daughter in the main event. So yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, I, uh, one could put that on like a prime show. I mean, yeah. it's not like anybody knows any of the other fighters. Well, Here, I, got, I, mean, I got a place that could do it. It's uh, Fury FC that's in oh, Texas all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's on they Fight got, Pass. It's so. on Fight Pass. It's a very, yeah. you know, it's a very kind of like well-known and you can bring in some UFC people and they yeah. can have a nice little tribute for Frank Mir and it's a nice little showcase for what's it what's his daughter's name? Bella. Bella? Yeah. Bella. I mean her her destiny is UFC. So yeah, I mean, of course. Of course. It, but she's very she's is she even 18 yet? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean I remember when she got started, she was only 16, but yeah. she's been yeah. fighting a couple of years now. And yeah, yeah. And then you could have so Frank fight somebody, you know, yeah. some yeah. former UFC guy, you know, hey. or uh there's that guy in Canada that uh, he's he's a his, he's a dad of of one of the fighters, and he's he fights like every, a couple times a year. I I'm, I'm blanket on his name, but um, he's he's he'll fight anybody, and yeah, he'd be a perfect opponent for Frank Mir or or bring in freaking uh, Roy Nelson, <laughs> you know, like something like that. Frank Mir and Roy Nelson on, on a, like a Fury FC card that'd be fun. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Talk about, and, the, talk about the most random matchup and the most random promotion promotion in the world. That might be it. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Alistair Overeem, is this about uh, the uh, Jake Paul fight? No, he uh, he beat Bader Hari. Oh, and uh, yeah. Oh wait, who's Jake Paul fighting? Uh, Anderson Silva. Oh right, all right, okay, okay. There's so, no, there's no way he's fighting fighting Overeem. Overeem yeah. would have fifty pounds on him. Yeah, so Overeem fought about Bada Harry, really? Is that kickboxing yeah, or boxing? Yeah. Kickboxing, yeah, wow. Yeah, he yeah. The, uh, you know, he's the uh, champion now, but he beat Bada Harry. Is that Glory? This weekend. Uh, yeah, Glory Collision okay. 4. Uh, yeah. Um, That's amazing. It's, Uber Overeem. I yeah, saw we were, pictures of him. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. he's. We, when we talk about like all time, like greatest combat sport athletes. Yeah. When you mix in everything, kickboxing and and you know and MMA, Overeem, it's got to be up there. I mean, yeah. The only, I mean, the only thing missing is that UFC title. But yeah. um, you know, he won Strike Force, uh, Pride, Dream. Um, it's been successful everywhere he's gone. Mm-hmm. So just it's beat just, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, it was like had half a stomach, but still beat him. And yeah, they failed. Just, just, just want to talk about that. Him yeah. beating Hari and how you know impressive that is. And he's just got just a super great resume. I saw a lot of people talking about it on social media today, and I wanted to bring that up. So. That's, uh, I mean, that that must have been a pretty big fight uh, in that part of the world in that sport. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people were watching it. So, yeah, that's cool. All right, and we got some fight announcements. Um, um, I see some big ones here. Yeah, uh, first off, uh, UFC Fight Night on November fifth. Uh, we talked about Neil Magny and Daniel Rodriguez being moved there. Also have Josh Parisian against Chase Sherman. I know you wow. like, like that fight, and Jalton uh, Almeida against Maxine Christian. Uh, UFC Fight Night Orlando, December third. We talked about uh, Stephen Thompson and Kevin Holland as the main event. Also has Rafael Dos Anjos against Brian Barberina. Dos Anjos being moving back up to to uh, welterweight for that. Yeah, interesting fight. Yeah, uh, and uh, flipping them flipping the calendar to 2023. First two shows have a couple of fights for them. Uh, UFC Fight Night on January 14th, big welterweight fight. Jeff Neal against Shavkat Rachmanov. That yeah. fight was just put together. 
to put together this uh, this weekend. And unfortunately, that show already has the main event with uh, Gastelum and Imavov already announced. This fight really should be the main event over that one. But, yeah. uh, you know, Neil and Rakamonov should be a five-round fight. But, uh, yeah, that's a big welterweight fight right there. And then uh, Rio, UFC 283, 283 uh, January 21st, Shogun Hua. Possibly his last fight. It's it's he he had one fight after his last loss. He said he had one fight on his contract, and Dana said he would give it to him because it's Shogun, Shogun, yeah. and it's against Ihor Putera. I mean, a contender series guy who lost his UFC debut, so maybe a safe fight. Who knows? But uh, here's another light heavyweight fight though: Paul Craig against Johnny Walker. That should be uh, kind of bananas. So uh, I mean. I mean, there's no way this ends other than like you know him doing something stupid and getting submitted, right? Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Walker could do something stupid, and Johnny Walker is going to do something stupid probably. But yeah. it'll either ending with Paul Craig submitting him or Paul Craig being asleep. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, man, Shogun. We talked about Alistair Overeem. It was 18 years ago by the time this fight comes up that he fought Alistair Overeem in Pride. And now Alistair's going to be fighting in 20 or uh, Shogun, man, I mean, Alistair too. But Shogun's going to be fighting in 2023. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. But uh, he's, yeah, I mean, still kicking. Um, there's a, one fight that you didn't mention that I wanted to ask you about um, on uh, December 3rd. Uh, Yasmin Uruguay against Estella Nunez. Oh, yeah. Nunez. Is that, is that, now there was the two Yasmins that fought each other, right? Yasmin and Jasmine. Is this the one that the big, the one that they're super promoting, or is this the other girl? Uh, shit, <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, okay, because uh, I'll look it up. Because the, the one was from Mexico, and the other one was um, not, was yeah. from uh, Ecuador or something. Uh, yeah, this is the one. This is the one. Yeah, uh, that's it. yeah, because it was Yasmin Lucindo that she fought. Lucindo, um, yeah. So this this is a this is kind of a big one, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, they 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 got their promotional muscle behind her, and she's going to be a big part of a Mexico pay per view at some point in 2023, no doubt. Um, so I, I kind of I was surprised you didn't mention that one, but you probably just kind of glossed over the name. Would be my guess because she's still pretty new, right? Yeah, yeah, Yasmin Yaragüey. Yeah, yeah, that's I see it now. Yeah, she's yeah, 20- I glossed over it just. Yeah, she's 23 years old, and uh, she's gonna be a big star. And she got like a superstar reaction on that San Diego show. Yeah, and they had a they had a hell of a fight. One of the better better women's fights you'll see. Just yeah. not a, not just then, of this year, of just in general. And then it got overshadowed like five minutes later by uh, Nate Landwehr and David Onama. Oh my god, that might be the fight of the year, honestly. Yeah, but it probably won't nothing, get a lot of votes. But nothing tops nothing tops Yuri and Glover's first fight. No, no, but that, that was nut nut bar. Like people, if you haven't this watched, was, yeah, 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 go back and watch that one. And this women's fight was pretty good too. So. Yeah. All right, so that is going to just about do it. Can't believe we're already talking about fights in 2023, but uh, such as it is, it's uh, you know we're in the last quarter of the year now. So, um, but so Ryan, uh, no uh, observer stuff uh, this week coming up uh, or on the episode. I guess that dropped today. Uh, oh no, I guess you will have. Yeah, you had something from last week's show. Um, but you won't yeah. have anything on the coming issue. No. Um, but uh, you will have coverage of this show on WrestlingObserver.com. You'll be all over on Twitter. 
I might be, uh, I might be, because I don't think there's a hockey game on su- Saturday, and baseball's over, so I might be watching fairly close to live as well. So, <laughs> baseball's baseball's not over, but it's baseball's over. Jays are over done. I, I'm not really into watching my ex have sex, so that's, <laughs> that's why epic, I don't watch the baseball what, playoffs. What an absolute collapse! I'm oh sorry. my god! I'm sorry to say it. Oh, you have no, and you know what the worst thing about it is? I could see it coming. Like as soon as they pulled Gossman when it was eight one and he still looked good and it was like, Oh, here it comes. And then, you know, Oh my God. I just, I Man, saw it coming. Mariners have been on fire for the last yeah. month or so two. Have the Jays. So have the Jays. It, uh, Not like the Mariners, the Mariners. The Jays no, they, if you look at the records, like they, they were actually, you know, they were kind of looking bad against the Tigers and the Rangers um, Jay, at home. Jay, Jays were, Jays were in the play in the, had a wild card spot, like pretty much all year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But well behind to get but it. the last month, um, the Jays were had the second best record in the league behind the Indians or the Guardians. Um, so they, uh, yeah, it was just a, but it would collapse, just a collapse. Young team, you know, young manager, hopefully going to get fired. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was bad. But yeah, so I, I I probably will be watching this. You know, one of those shows where I start watching late and catch up by the main card. So you can interact with both Ryan and us on Twitter, and then follow his coverage on WrestlingObserver.com. And then we'll be back uh, this uh, this week. And I think I'm doing uh, I'm actually doing the wrap this weekend as well. So you can look for that in your on the same feed on the Fight Game Media free feed. I think I'm doing that. Tequila hasn't confirmed yet, but uh, if uh, I guess I'm breaking a scoop here. But uh, yeah, so um, and then of course the Dynamite show on the Fight Game Media Patreon, uh, uh, patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media. Myself and Jeff Hawkins, maybe Ryan one of these days. Um, but uh, yeah, so for Ryan, I've been Paul, and Ryan, take us home like you always do. All right, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later. <laughs>